Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEALS. Food Heals Podcast, episode 58. I don't have anxiety anymore. In fact, I don't suffer from it at all, unless it's hormonal. Um, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. I'm Susie Hardy. Today's guest is Tracy Crossley. Tracy is an intuitive empath and inspiration mentor. Her blend of intuition, business acumen, psychology, Reiki, spirituality, and subconscious pattern breaking, can't wait to hear about that, helps people identify their real obstacles and connect emotionally. Her straightforward approach has attracted CEOs, people in work, life transition, and other type A individuals who think intellectualizing problems is the key to solving them. Hint, it isn't. (laughs) No, it's not. Nope. Can't wait to find out what that's all about. But before we get to our interview with Tracy, we just have to tell you about our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Thrive Market. Are you trying to live a more healthy life but find organic and non-toxic products too expensive or hard to find? Then thrivemarket.com is the online shopping club for you. Food Heals Nation, you've heard us talk about Thrive before. It's like the Costco meets Whole Foods for everything healthy online. You'll get the best brands and groceries up to 50% off, 50% off (laughs) retail prices shipped nationally to your door for free. So much better than going to the store. And so much better than paying full price. So what are some of your favorite products, Allie? So I like the Tom's toothpaste, but don't worry, I still use the tooth powder. I do the tooth powder first, and then I finish up with the Tom's. Good. I like the Dr. Bronner soap, and then I just got the Garden of Life raw chocolate protein powder for my smoothies, and it's literally $15 cheaper than if I get it at the grocery store. First of all, that sounds delicious. And $15 is awesome. $15 off is awesome. It is delicious. And Garden of Life is a good company. I can vouch for them. And I am happy to save $15 because I would buy it anyways at the grocery store, literally down the street from my house. It's $15. And it just comes to your door. Yes. It's the, it's the way of the future, really. Yeah. It's shopping of the future. Yeah. But it prevents me. I should be walking to the store, but instead it comes to my door. So Yeah. Well, but I walk my dog, so we're still There you good. go. Yeah. <laughs> so what else? Uh, the Nativa coconut oil. I just got that. Obviously, everyone knows I like the Justin's almond butter, and that's way cheaper than at the grocery store as well. And the Gaia Herbs turmeric. And you know, Susie, that they have organic dog toys and treats. Amazing. I, I love it. Yeah. So when you become a member, thrivemarket.com will donate a free membership to a low-income family, teacher, or military family, making healthy food and organic products more affordable and accessible to those in need. 
It's such a great business model. And we are so obsessed with this company, Susie and I, that you know, Food Heals Nation, if you are a regular listener, that we invited the founder and CEO to be on our show, Gunnar Lovelace. That is his real name, Lovelace. I just love that last name. It's so beautiful. (laughs) But that's on episode 45 at foodhealsnation.com slash 45. So if you want to hear more about Thrive, if you want to hear more about this business model and what they're doing, check out that episode 45. So Food Heals Nation, join Thrive Market today and never pay full price for healthy food again. Go to thrivemarket.com slash foodheals. You're going to get three months free, which is a discount exclusive to Food Heals Nation listeners, and 15% off your first order. That's right. Thrivemarket.com slash foodheals. Next up, our interview with Tracy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. Our guest today is Tracy Crossley. Tracy studied neuropsychology and received her BA from Charter Oak State College. She is a Reiki master and a blogger for publications such as Huffington Post and Elephant Journal. She is empathic, clairvoyant, clairaudient, and clairsentient. In other words, she really utilizes her sixth sense. No kidding. (laughs) In addition, her mentoring work has run the realm in counseling many folks who have struggled in and out of relationships. The road that led to becoming a coach and mentor didn't seem to be on her agenda. Clearly, the universe had other ideas, and through a series of synchronistic events, she trained to become a love coach almost seven years ago. It was an area she struggled in for most of her life, from self-loathing as a young girl to not being seen in relationships as she truly was. Her trail was strewn with a lot of people-pleasing and trying to appear perfect. Welcome, Tracy! Hey, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. We're We're so excited to have you, Jinx. (laughs) (laughs) We're really excited to have you. Susie's in interview mood. She's ready to go. She had to interview the last person without me, so she'll probably be taking over this one as well. Um, But tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Uh, Well, basically, I call myself an intuitive mentor. Because I tend to work with people who are in their heads and their type A personalities, pretty much like me. I used to be a type AAA, and I've gotten down to a type A at this point. <laughs> like batteries, there's AAA, AA, 1A. Okay, right, right. You know, I never thought of it that way, but you're right. So, anyways, I came into coaching, mentoring about eight years ago, and I actually wasn't looking to get into it, but I did. I was doing marketing and business development and the people I was doing it for said, hey, why don't you become a coach? So that's kind of what started me off. And I have worked, uh, I guess, under a different, uh, I don't know what you would call it, title. I was a love coach at one point and it really moved into empowerment and helping people to gain confidence, like true confidence, not ego sort of based confidence, which isn't really confidence. Um, and I also help people to really dig deep and get to know who they are because most people don't know who they are. They've been told who they are, but they don't know. So all of this fascinates me and all of this keeps me wanting to get out of bed each day and work with people on helping them to discover who they are, why they're stuck in a dysfunctional relationship or why they don't want to move from one job to something that they would really love to do and other big time life decisions that most people get stuck on. So I love it. I love that. And um, Susie and I's favorite part about your bio is that you are empathic, clairvoyant, clairaudient, and clair 
sentient. Can you tell us about that? Yes, we love that stuff. <laughs> Okie dokie. So I basically can read anything. I, I get images, I hear things. I If you give me something that's an object of someone else's, I can read it and tell you all about the person. I read energy uh, really well. And so I also feel it too. I'm always empathic. It's like, that's something that I've really had to work with when I'm in a crowd of people and not picking up other things going on. Um, the other ones are pretty much easy when you're in a crowd of people to shut off because I don't want to read everybody I run into. So <laughs> I have to do something, but yeah, I, I, I do that as well. And I do bring that into my coaching and mentoring, but I also do that separately. It just really depends on what a client wants from me. And is that something that you've had since childhood? Did you develop it? Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I basically have had it my whole life. Um, and I say this the way I'm saying it because I always knew things, right? I could always mm -hmm. see things. I always heard things, but I was really in my head mm -hmm. and I didn't want to admit to any of that. That just scared me and I, I wanted nothing to do with it. And what was funny is I refused to go to a psychic. I refused to do anything in this world. And when I got divorced, a friend of mine said, let's go see a psychic. And I thought, okay, she's going to tell me I'm going to die. She's going to tell me something horrible. She's going to tell me, <laughs> no, what I hear is, hey, you know, you're psychic and you're supposed to be doing readings. And I thought, are you kidding me? There's no way. And long story short, which is a whole hour and a half in and of itself about my journey of meeting psychics and having them tell me the same thing and then having them call me and want readings. And I'm like, I, I don't even know how to read a tarot card. What are you talking about? Right. So, um, but I basically ended up meeting two different metaphysical teachers and work with them and learned how to do all of that along with some other fun little tricks. So that's kind of been my shortened version of my journey. I love this so much. I've been reading Sylvia Brown books since I could read, and I just believe so fully in what you do. And I know a lot of people think it's woohoo or they're scared of it or they don't think it's science, but I have had experiences as well that have proven to me that, you know, there's something else out there than our than what we can five see senses. And exactly. Yeah. That what, what then yes. what we can perceive. I have too. I grew up with a mother and an aunt that would bring me to psychic fairs and we saw mediums and they were completely open and, and they had experiences that they knew there was more than there, there's more there than what we know, than what yeah. we can prove. And there's certain people that can tap into it. My brother being one of them, I've mentioned it on this show. My mm -hmm. brother used to see spirits as a child, scared the crap out of him. <laughs> but he had he had that gift and he would go to psychics. He still does. And they would tell him you have a gift as as you experience as well. Yeah, it's really funny. And I grew up, my parents went to mediums, you know, I mean, my parents weren't closed minded about any of this. And I believed in reincarnation. In fact, I wrote a report about it in high school. But when it came to me actually either going to a psychic and being told something about myself or me going into that world, it was scary. And I remember <laughs> one time um, I had met the psychic and I forgot what happened. There was a series of synchronistic events that took place. And I called her and she's like, don't you know when the student's ready, the teacher appears? And I thought, uh, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> and she's like, I'm supposed to be your teacher. And, well, I didn't know she was completely um, 
crazy, but yes, and that, that's what I mean. It could be like a whole hour and a half me talking about the experiences I've had with some people, but that's basically how I even got somebody to be a metaph- excuse me, a metaphysical teacher in, uh, in this world. So, and I learned a lot. I learned how to do things that I don't necessarily practice now, but I do still read the tarot when people ask me to. And uh, Tracy, is the tarot a tool you use to focus? Because I've I've always been, since I was a teenager, fascinated with all of this kind of stuff. I had bought tarot cards and books on how to read tarot, but it seems to me that it's if someone has a gift like you do, that the tarot is really a tool they use to channel in or focus. Is that is that true? Yep. Okay. Yep. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome like all of the the layouts and stuff they give you those are just a big waste of time I mean I make all sorts of designs with tarot cards it's like oh I'll put one over here one over there whatever intuitively I feel like doing and yeah it's you can read the literal meanings and if you don't know your intuition because I think everybody's intuitive but if you don't know your intuition you don't you know you don't know that sense then definitely get a book, read about it, get familiar with the cards. But when I look at them, I see things in it that aren't necessarily what you're seeing when you look at the card. So that's what it helps me to do. So you do believe that that is something that can be developed using tarot cards? I believe it can be developed using tarot cards and meditation. And it's really about people getting in touch with their intuition. And then I believe it's to varying degrees because we all have these blocks, right? Like my daughter, she's almost 26 and she will tell me that there is oh there's a little boy in my bedroom last night and she doesn't want anything to do with this she wants nothing to do with this wow you know so I'm always like that's okay maybe it wasn't (laughs) and we have these stupid conversations because she doesn't want anything to do with it yet you know everybody my kids are cool with me being a psychic they get readings from me when they when they want to Mm -hmm. so that's always fun I think you're the coolest mom ever (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a great tool. I mean, you could yeah. be like, you're going to experience this. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> don't don't kiss that boy. Do don't. not go to that party. You're 16. No, you will die at that party. You can use it against them. <laughs> it's funny you say that. No. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how you became a love coach and you know, how you struggled with the question of what is love? What was love and the self-loathing loathing that you experienced? Can you go into that a little bit to really show us how you got to where you are? Sure. So I had become employed many years ago now, as the years passed by so quickly. And I came across a book I liked, and I happened to meet the author and her business partner, and they asked me to do some marketing for them and some business development. And so I started doing that, and they said, hey, you know what? We're starting a coaching program, and it's basically a love coaching program, and we want you to do it. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't sit there for four days, and I have ADD. No way. And like you said, you were type AAA, so I completely understand that, not wanting to do that. Absolutely. I uh, did it anyways after, you know, she called me, her husband was calling me, everybody was calling me, you have to do this, you're getting this for free, blah, blah, blah. So I did it. And it's something that comes naturally to me anyways, because when I look back on my corporate career, and also having been a business owner, I was always coaching people. So what ended up happening is this is a love coach thing. And I'm trying to figure out how to love myself. And this really 
actually was part of my evolution because the kind of coaching it is is ontological coaching, which is mind, body, spirit. And you tend to have to get in touch with who you really are, your authentic self. And it's been probably the longest journey out of my whole spiritual journey in my life in discovering who I really was and how I didn't love that person. Um, when I was a kid, I really hated myself and there were things that I did and, and how I treated myself, probably treated other people that of course you look back and you wish you didn't. But when I look at it now, I look at where I was and how I didn't care about myself and I, in relationships, didn't show up fully for me. In fact, I think a lot of women do this and men, cause I coach men too, but a lot of women will tend to give themselves away, right? They don't show up and they are not there for themselves. So if the guy says, Hey, I want to do this and that and the other thing. And then you go, okay. And you're always saying, okay. And you're always trying to please them. Well, that was me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I also picked dysfunctional relationships to do this in as well. No one ever does that. What do you mean? I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I, and I was in a dysfunctional relationship and So I had this sort of epiphany. I was standing there in the middle of the road and I thought, oh my God, this problem isn't this guy. This problem is me. Like it dawned on me that I had an issue and that it was my issue because I thought I was also perfect. You know, always trying to be perfect, always trying to, I should say, look like I'm perfect. And it dawned on me that it was my emotional issue. And so I made a vow at that point in the middle of this dysfunctional relationship that I was going to see it through to the end until I had emotional clarity and resolution and would know what the heck my deal was. And so it was kind of like this long journey of learning to speak up for myself and say what was truthful without blaming the other person, you know, taking full responsibility. And that was hard to do, but that was a big part of learning to love myself, like find my voice and actually say the things that were true. It's so, I mean, like what you're saying is really advanced thinking because in relationships and with ourselves, we always tend to want to, and I don't want to speak for everyone, but most people, including myself in the past, you want to play the victim. You want to say everything happened to me. This person is doing that to me. So to take responsibility and go, I'm doing this, I created this, and what can I do to change and how can I love myself more so that I can project that love into the relationship the right way is really, really advanced thinking and takes a lot of time to get to. So I definitely applaud you for that. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like that's something we're all working towards, most of the listeners on this podcast and Susie and I. So it's like, how do you encourage people that you work with to move into that place of self-love and access their intuition? And how did your story kind of shape that? Well, because I had this experience and the other thing I should add is in this relationship where I I caught myself, I basically suffered from anxiety all the time. And the thought of leaving because I left several times would cause me so much physical discomfort and emotional discomfort. And, you know, he'd always come back and I'd always be like, no, get away. But the bottom line was whether he was around or wasn't around, I was suffering from all this anxiety, all this pain, all this, um, unrest. And so what ended up happening is, you know, I got rid of it. I don't have anxiety anymore. In fact, I don't suffer from it at all. 
unless it's hormonal. Um, but that's a different story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tracy, you have a great laugh. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And so I had, I had a lot of anxiety and when my clients come to me, a lot of them are in that same place. And so I've been there. I know what it's like, but I also know the way out of it. And, you know, it's where I get people who have had, let's say a soulmate relationship. That's what they call it because it's so intense and they can't let go. And it could be a past relationship they can't let go of. So I help people to really start to identify on a deeper level because I have to get them out of their head what they're, why they have that story, right? Why they have a belief system that would say, hey, it's really cool to accept table scraps of love from somebody, if that you even want to call it love. And somewhere inside of you, there's a part of you that says, it's okay. This is what I deserve. This is what I'm worth. This is my value. So I help people to eliminate or at least lessen those beliefs. And I help them to see the patterns that they have. And that's really intuitive when I can start to see their patterns and I see why they're creating what they do in their lives. And so in essence, they feel like they've been set free. They feel like they're able to actually live a life that they want. Like they're listening to their own voice. They don't have a million voices in their head saying, Hey, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. You know, when you grow up and you're supposed to be perfect and you're supposed to be a doctor and they let go of all of that. And they really learn what taking care of themselves and self-love truly is. Can I ask a question here? Um, you mentioned sure. soulmates. Yes. Can we talk about that a little bit? What, in your opinion, is a soulmate? Is there just one? Is it just romantic? What Can you talk expand on that a little bit? Sure, sure. It's so funny. Because <laughs> that's always one of those that if you look it up on Google, you see about 50 different definitions for it, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, every, I have my opinions, I'm sure. Allison has hers. I want to hear yours. (laughs) (laughs) So how I would define it is basically there are plenty of people. This is my personal belief, by the way. So if anybody has a problem with it, it's my belief. I'm not looking for other people to accept it. So So you're saying don't give your, don't have people uh, emailing you. No, you're wrong. That's (laughs) Don't tweet her. (laughs) Don't tweet her. (laughs) Just an opinion. Yes. Well, because I mean, they're going to go, you you can't, never mind. I'm going to get into a whole philosophical conversation about it. So oh, we love that. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, everybody has their opinion and their belief and I'm not here to change anybody's beliefs. Just like, you know, somebody's not going to change my beliefs. So soulmates, I believe that we have a soul group and that we reincarnate and that there happens to be people that we're connected to and it can come in any form. You know, it could be a love relationship, it could be a friendship, and and I feel that way because there are people that you meet and you have this instant rapport, yes. some kind of, right, the familiarity, and to me, that calls it. Now, I also do believe that you have certain relationships with people, so you learn lessons, and most of those come as intimate love relationships because that's where you do learn the most because that's where you're the most vulnerable. So in essence, I believe a soulmate, and it it can end in marriage and riding off into the sunset, but it also can be something where, hey, it's just a huge lesson and the reward is what you actually allow yourself to learn. That's that's pretty much my belief about soulmates. Okay, so I just want to share with Food Heals Nation that I've never heard, and I've been into this kind of stuff 
for decades. I've never heard about a soul group. Allie, have you heard a soul group? That makes so much sense to I me. I think it's absolutely beautiful. Because I definitely meet people where I'm like, I've known you before. Mm-hmm. Like there's just an instant rapport. There's an instant kind of familiarity. But I've yep. never heard of that term. That I, I love that. Thank you for, for answering my question. <laughs> sure. Because that's really beautiful. I, I meet people. I've, I feel like I've had that kind of thing happen with lovers, past boyfriends, as well as friends, people I've worked with, family members, what have you. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think that we find that when you, you know, like I look at my life and like this relationship where I had this epiphany. I thought he was a soulmate of mine because the thing is there was a lot of connection on many different levels. It wasn't just, oh, he's familiar to me. There were other things. And part of it is psychological because, hey, he kind of reminds me of my dad. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, yeah, so you've got that going on. But there were other things, too, that really kept me connected to him. And that was part of the reason why I made that vow to myself because I felt like I couldn't let go. Like I was connected to him whether I wanted to be or not. And because I'm also psychic, I knew when he was thinking about me and whether I wanted to or not, by the way. Wow. Uh, really? Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, God. <laughs> how does that, I mean, that's that to me is like a great film. Like how does that complicate a love relationship? Like really? I know you were thinking about me at 215. Because most right. girls are like, is he going to text me back? Is he busy? <laughs> you actually know. <laughs> I, I, I did. For the most part, I could tell when he was going to contact me. I could still tell if he was going to contact me. Oh. Um. It's just, it was a connection I had to him, which made this even more difficult for me to let go of. And, you know, but I was going to say he wasn't the first person who I had a connection with. I had somebody else who called me his soulmate, and this is many years ago. And he's still in the, I don't want to say he's in my life. He's just someone who, hey, he gets my newsletter, you know, <laughs> um, things like that. But yeah. <laughs> But he's not a, a close personal friend. And so, <laughs> but yeah, I think you can have more than one soulmate too, because I know you asked that. And I, I, because your soul group, you don't know. And also I think in different incarnations, you might have different members of your group incarnating with you. So yeah, I think that as human beings, we like to add a lot of drama and tension and other things, you know, that, that sort of complicate everything, including a relationship or what we would call a soulmate relationship. And I, I, I tend to think it's a lot simpler than we make it out to be, you know, like, oh my God, this is my love forever in every lifetime. And we're never going to be separated. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, who knows, but I just, I, I think that that's more of a human idea, you know, a man-made yeah. idea. And I think it's so important to think about, and I don't want to, I don't want this to come off as negative, but when you die, you die alone. And so if you don't have that self-love, dying alone sounds like the worst thing ever. But the truth is, if you love yourself, it's the best thing ever. And that soulmate or that group of soulmates, they are just complementary to your wonderful, exotic, beautiful being, right? And um, when we're speaking about incarnations, I just have to bring up a story because I don't think I've ever told this on the podcast. Oh, but see, maybe I have, but I really don't remember doing it. So I would love to get into past lives and, and reincarnation if Tracy is so inclined. But um, I was about five years old, let's say. I'm not sure. Anywhere from four to six. I don't remember. Um, but I remember the story and my parents remember the story. So it definitely happened. 
I just walked into their bedroom one day and I was just like, just so you guys know, this is just one of my lives. Like I've had so many lives. I was like telling them stories. Okay. Like I was like, once I was in this flood and like, it was really scary, but like I made it, but like my best friend didn't, it was really sad telling them stories about life, lifetimes I had had. And my parents just sat there and were like, because I would do skits and play. So they're like, oh, this is another one of You Allie's. recreated your past lives? Apparently. Like, it was just <laughs> wow. a, another one of my plays or my skits or whatever. But I think I was really in tune at a young at a young age. And I remember them saying, uh, did you, like, hear about reincarnation at school or from a babysitter or something? And I'm like, rein what? Like, I don't know what the hell that is. I'm telling you about my stories. Listen to my stories, damn it. You know, like in a <laughs> five-year-old voice, whatever it would be. Type and, A. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the co-host is type A. <laughs> type A that remembered her past life. So yeah. I've got some intuition. It's a little blocked by the type A, but I'm working on it, ladies. I'm working on it. But the point is, is that I didn't realize how actually interesting and important that was until I was older. Like, oh, I was very, very in touch with something, you know, my intuition or something deeper back then that I blocked as I got older. Well, kids often are. Yes. Is that right, Tracy? I mean, yeah. I also believe we all have a certain level of intuition, some more, some less. You can develop it. But kids seem to be very open um, to that innately. Well, they don't have all the blocks that we have now, like, oh, this is BS, this is woohoo, this, it's not scientific, all the things that, you know, you can't see it, you don't believe it, right? Right. And right. And that's just simply not true, but I understand why people think it, because I've gone back and forth. I feel like I had angel and devil on my shoulder, like, my mom was completely into all of this, and my dad was completely, what you see is what you get. So I've, I have both in me you know, influencing my entire life. And so I can I can go off on a tangent about yoga, meditation and past lives, or I can go off on a tangent about if you don't if you can't see it, you don't you shouldn't believe it and everything else is BS. So I really have both <laughs> in my upbringing. Right. Well what our society is like that. It really is. It supports some of this, like you see a lot of TV shows and other in books and, and I think even some movies that are more about, let's say, the woo-woo side of things. And then you have, I don't know, probably the moral majority who believes that you've got to see it, otherwise it doesn't matter. But then you can get into matters of faith also, where you have to believe in what isn't there. So there's a lot of crossover that people don't want to recognize because it scares the crap out of people to let go of their beliefs about things. And it feels safe, right? Because what you're talking about, it's how you were raised. And most people carry that forward. Although most people don't know why they carry that forward. And half the people out there don't question why they carry the beliefs that they do. Absolutely. So if someone is listening at home, what are some ways that they can try to develop their own intuition? Or maybe they know that they have this with inside them. They are clairvoyant or they are something, they, they're experiencing something. How can they manage it? Well, okay. So for me, just so you know, I, and, and this is again, a Tracy belief. So <laughs> don't tweet her. Do not tweet Tracy. <laughs> not about this. At least about this. You can tweet me about other things, but don't be tweeting me about that. Um, So when it comes, I believe, to um, intuition, first off, everybody has it. And it's really 
not a dark thing. Okay. This, and, and this again is the part that I don't want to be tweeted about. And that would be, <laughs> I don't, I don't believe in the, when it comes to in a spiritual sense, and I'm talking completely on a spiritual level here, I don't believe in there being evil spirits or evil. I don't either. Entities. Okay. Good. Cool. Thank you. Because I, I, I actually was on someone's show a few years ago. Um, and he used to be a priest and we were doing this show and he was talking about, I can't even remember what they were called, like fractals and all of this stuff that I've never even heard of. Um, and they were all these things that can attach themselves. Entities. They like to to say entities. Yes. Mm -hmm. Entities. I don't believe in that. And the reason I don't believe in it is there's a few reasons. One, I believe that evil is a man-made construct once again, because, you know, and, and I also don't believe that there is pure evil. I mean, yeah, there's sociopaths and psychopaths, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people can get very self-absorbed, selfish, one, you know, focused on an end goal. But most people who are focused on an end goal, their means to get there are the problem, right? Well, I'm going to mm-hmm. go kill a bunch of people because I have this goal here. Mm-hmm. So that's all man-made. I don't believe in the spiritual world that that exists because I believe the spiritual world is way more advanced than we are. Yeah. And that just doesn't resonate with me. So when it comes to your own abilities to, let's say, channel in, um, if you, you know, and I don't do channeling, although I can do channeling, I don't channel. Um, and it's so funny because I'm doing a reading and somebody's like, are you channeling somebody? No, I'm not channeling anybody. I channel information, (laughs) which is, you know, a completely different story, but I'm not, you know, there's not a specific, um, entity, let's say. So anyway, so when you're doing this, you have to trust in, first of all, yourself, like you got to trust that you're okay to begin with. And you're not in an anxious mood because this is just going to heighten it. Because I know anytime I sit down to meditate and I have anxiety, I couldn't do it. So you want to be kind of in a relaxed space. You want to be in a meditative state. You don't actually have to meditate to get in touch with your intuition, but you have to be calm enough, which one of the ways that I get people to be calm, let's say if I'm doing a session with them, is I have them do some breathing. You know, I have them breathe in through their nose for four counts, hold it for four counts, and, and when they're breathing in, they want to breathe deeply in into their belly, and then they want to come back out of their mouth for four to five counts. And so just to relax them, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're in that relaxed state, then I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to drop your um, focus down into your torso. And for some people, it's dropping it into the heart area. For other people, it's the gut. It's whatever works for you. Anything that makes your focus not in your head. You can even focus on your feet if you had to, but I don't, I don't feel that that's necessary. And the reason is because when you start to actually focus elsewhere, it's like if you're outside even. Let's say you don't close your eyes. Let's say you're outside and you're sitting in a park and you just focus on a tree. Okay, Anything that makes the, the voices in your head stop, you can actually hear that other voice inside of you. You feel it, right? You can start to feel into it. And I usually ask people when they're in this position of um, focusing to tell me, okay, so what are you feeling? And it takes people a few minutes usually to get that. And when they start to get into what they're feeling, then I'm like, okay, let's get deeper. And then I will ask them a question or two. 
and then they start to really hear their intuition speak. I mean, it's not like it's difficult and it takes, you know, a thousand page book to figure it out, but it's really that easy to get into your intuition. It's just shutting off the thoughts in your head. And the more you pay attention to it, because this is like, maybe do this for 10 seconds the first time. Don't push yourself. Don't make it into, I've got to do this for 10 minutes. But you want to do this more and more, like throughout the day. Stop, connect with yourself in this way. The more you do it, it becomes second nature until that voice gets louder and louder. And then you just know, like I just know. And I can tell when I'm going to go against myself or when I'm going against what information I'm getting that I feel I should listen to. And it's not that I read for myself. I can't read for myself, but I still get intuitive hits for myself. So when I do, I just try to pay attention because it usually ends up being very physically painful for me if I don't. And I want to interject. That was really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I want to interject. Allison and I are both newlyweds. And my husband, I'm grateful that he is somewhat tapped into his intuition and at times has told me, my gut is telling me this. My intuition is telling me this. And as a couple, as his partner, sometimes I'm like, oh, but, you know, like, this is what my head, this is what, you know, my brain is telling me. So maybe, and and he is always like, no, you know, this is, this is, well, I'm sorry, not always, but there have been times where he says, no, I feel this very strongly. I know it's his intuition and and my little brain has been like, but, you know, put my hands on my hips and (laughs) say, no, husband, let's do this instead. And it has turned out wrong. It has been wrong. And so... It's so interesting to me being, um, you know, newly married and, and co-creating a life with my husband. And no, and, and I, I have gotten to the point where I can follow what you just said. I, I, I know when my intuition is speaking to me strongly. I'm able to listen to my own. But I didn't respect his at times. And, and it's, it's been an ex- interesting experience because it's why, always been wrong. <laughs> no, why do we want to control other people's intuition? We think that we can see better because we're, we're, we consider ourselves more intuitive, but that's like, that's ego, right? And it's like, yeah. okay, so here I, I feel, I under, totally understand what Susie's saying 100%. Well, who do you, who do you whose intuition do you listen to or, or how, you know what I mean? Like at, at that time. Yeah, you're my, like, my intuition says this, baby. And okay? it was and it probably wasn't my intuition. It was probably my little brain going. Well, it's the ego. It's, it's, the ego it's my little ego and, saying my husband is wrong. And you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, have, I have to say. When you are a mixture of all these things, like we were talking about signs before we started, but like, you know, we all have different signs. We all have different levels of intuition. We have all different levels of ego. Sometimes I don't know what is talking. Is this actually my intuition yelling at my husband? It's not. Or (laughs) is it my ego yelling at my husband? But sometimes there have been times like what you're talking about where I feel like my intuition, my gut is telling me so strongly this is the wrong move, but I cannot tell him this is the wrong move because it's not my place and I don't know if it is coming from an ego-based place from a mind-based place or if it's coming from an intuitive-based place sometimes I can't tell the difference so I, I think, can't either Tracy so <laughs> Tracy <laughs> pull out a tarot card baby tell us the truth <laughs> well okay so this is the thing that people tell me all the time you know like all of a sudden they're sick to their stomach and so you really have to look at two different things one 
when you, let's say, have the opposing intuitive hit, what are you actually experiencing, right? Are you experiencing a lot of voices in your head, you know, a lot of thoughts, a lot of, I don't even know, racing thoughts, but, you know, that's when you can tell it's your head, even if your stomach is, you're sick to your stomach or it's all clenched up, that's not an intuitive hit. Okay. That's fear. That's, that's thinking it's totally out of fear. fear. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is too, intuitively, it's not that, how do I explain it? Cause I'm trying to explain a feeling. It's not that it's something that will knock you over per se, but it's, it's that voice. It's that feeling. It's just that knowing. And usually intuition isn't a bad feeling. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like not, that, it's like that confident knowing. It really is. And I mean, I have, you know, for me, I do get hits that are like, oh, something is about to happen. That's not good. Um, and that is something that most people don't experience. And it's just because I'm a live wire and I, I tend to connect to that. And I really don't like to, I, I really don't, I don't want to know when something that's not great is going to happen. But, um, but for me, it's a little bit different. I don't, when I get an intuitive hit, I know what it is. And I know if I also, this is the the second part of it, if I tend to have a lot of emotion attached to it, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, it's got to be my way. Oh, we got to do it this way. No, that's not intuition. And so that's what you might want to pay attention to when uh, your husband gets a little intuitive hit there. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Sorry, put, Mike and Dan. Just going to put that out there now. <laughs> They can hear it. They can replay that. He can replay that over and over again. And the next time we're yelling that, they're going to be like, you said you were sorry on the podcast. And you're like, well, I'm not now. I changed my mind. Okay. I'm just kidding. All right. We're going to be right back. And we're going to talk about what is energetic deep cleaning and what's a magical rewriting of your story. I can't wait to hear that. I know. Excited. Food Heals Nation, if you're like us, you care a lot about the food that you put into your body because you know that food heals. The problem is that good, healthy food can be extremely expensive, but it doesn't have to be. That's why we were thrilled to discover Thrive Market. ThriveMarket.com is like the Costco for everything healthy online. That's right. It's an online shopping club offering the best brands and groceries up to 50% off retail prices. Ship nationally for free. They have brands that I buy all the time like Simply Organic, Garden of Life, Dr. Bronner's, Tom's, Nutiva, 7th Generation, Gaia, and so many more. So basically everything I'm already buying at Whole Foods, right? Exactly, but at 25 to 50% off. And you can easily filter everything by your preferences. Gluten-free, vegan, raw, non-GMO, organic, and even fair trade. But what I love most about Thrive Market is their charitable cause. For every paid membership, ThriveMarket.com donates a free membership to a low-income family, a teacher, or a military family. How awesome is that? This is a game changer, Food Heals Nation, because you never have to pay full price for healthy foods again. That's why we scored an exclusive discount for you. Yes, so check out Thrive Market and get two months free membership plus 15% off your first order. Join the movement at thrivemarket.com slash foodheals. You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes.
All right, Food Heals Nation, we're back with Tracy Crossley, an intuitive empath and inspiration mentor whose clients run the gamut from CEOs to men and women in work-life transition to those who can't let go of a relationship. Never been there. Don't know what she's talking about. No, no, we don't know what that's... (laughs) And boy, has she got stories. She has taught classes in meditation, tarot, vision boarding, among all the other mentoring workshops. She always gives it straight, but with lots of love and some laughter. As we've seen in this podcast, lots (laughs) of laughter, which we appreciate. So tell us, Tracy, what is energetic deep cleaning? I feel like I need that and I don't know what it is yet. I'm pretty sure I need it. (laughs) Sounds intense. You know, it's interesting. And and I'm laughing because I'm thinking of some of the people that I've done it on, right? Mm -hmm. And there are different reactions to it, like people that are super control freaks that – and, of course, they're type A, right? But but not everybody responds the same. But they will – think that it's something that can take them off center, but it doesn't. So, and I'm, I, I would have to actually tell you the stories and get into that. And again, that would probably be about 90 minutes long. Uh, So we're going to have you back like five more times. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So the deal is with an energetic deep cleaning, what happens is I can energetically see a person, you know, and, and as I was saying during the break, I deal with people all over the world through, you know, and a lot of my clients are through Skype or on the phone and I don't have to even be talking to you when I do either this or, or really anything. I I can do this without being in connection to you at that moment because I am energetically connected. So I develop an energetic connection to you, of course, with your permission. And what we do is with the energetic deep cleaning, you can be on the phone or not, and I look at the energy around you, and I remove, with the permission, of course, with your spirit team and all your all your peeps, right? <laughs> we make sure everything's copacetic, and I don't do anything that isn't wanted or would be in the way of, let's say, your soul's evolution, because you're here to learn lessons, and I'm not here to interfere with those. Damn so, it. I know, right? Just kidding. <laughs> I, I don't want to carry that to my next life. So, so we still have um, to do the work. Okay, get it, got it. Yes, but it doesn't have to be so painful. See, this is the thing. You can do the work and not have it be super painful. But for most human beings, it's the way that they seem to learn instead of through pleasure, which you can learn through pleasure. So Please I, teach me that right I now. I have heard Marianne Williamson <laughs> say the same thing, yes. that you can uh-huh. learn the same lessons through love, but most people learn it. Through Better through pain yes. or they choose to learn through pain. And they don't know that they're making that choice. It's not a conscious choice. It no. isn't until you work with me and then you realize, oh, my God, all these choices I've made because your whole life has been created by you and you've made all these choices. It's not anybody else that's made the choices unless you've allowed them to, but then that was still your choice. So in essence, what happens when I do an energetic deep cleaning is that people accumulate all sorts of stuck energy around them. Okay. And for some people, it's really heavy. It comes in different colors. It comes in different, at least for what I see. Um, You know, it comes in different weight. It comes in different, it just looks different. I mean, some of it can look like breaks, breaks, excuse me, bricks. Some of it looks like cement. I mean, it's just really depends. So I clear that away. Can I ask a question here? Sure. 
So we talked about entities, dark energy, evil. What's the difference between that and these bricks, breaks, dark colors? This is all self-generated. Ah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Created by us. Yes. yes. We are our own worst enemy. We are our own evil. And and why why do we do this? I mean, I and I speak from personal experience. I know I have done this to myself. Right. Because here's the thing. Most of the beliefs that you have on a deeper level, and they're usually, they're called false core beliefs. There's different names, but I, today we're calling them false core beliefs. And they're basically things like, I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. I'm different. I'm wrong. I'm stupid. There's about, I think there's 33 of them and they're all around the same thing. I'm unlovable. And so we have these deeper core beliefs and we don't, usually know they exist because we're not even paying attention to the words that go around in our head over and over every day. And we have patterns that support those beliefs. So when it comes to energy, if you're always doing the same thing, right? If I've got this belief that I'm not worthy, then I'm going to set up all sorts of circumstances that show that I'm not worthy. I'm going to do this dance with different people so that I will come out of it eventually with the I'm not worthy. So this energy gets stuck. It's like you're stuck in this pattern. You're stuck in, you know, from this belief. And unfortunately, when people do this, it just accumulates over time. And so with the energetic deep cleaning, like I clean it off. Okay. So people always feel lighter. They feel like they have more energy. Um, they feel, I had one of my clients who I did it for and I texted her afterwards. I'm like, okay, I did it. She's like, I was wondering what that was. I was sitting here drinking a margarita, but it never felt like that, you know? (laughs) So you're an energetic margarita? I'm an energetic margarita. Wow. I want an energetic margarita. We're booking our sessions after this interview. Seriously. So, so then what I do is I do the outside and then we go inside because it's not just that there's this stuff, let's just call it stuff on the outside. It's also on the inside. And I tend to also go into the subconscious and I can see, and it's, it's, you know, again, energy is different things to different people and, and no energy worker will see things exactly the same way. But the way I see it, when I, I get into the mind, I can see where certain subconscious patterns are. I can clean them up. I can even at times remove them if possible. A lot of the problem with going in energetically, though, and let's say taking out a belief that you have that's a negative belief, um, I have to have something to replace it with, and you have to be able to give me permission to do that. Not you physically, but your spirit guide or your higher self, both actually. And, and it really works along those lines. You know, it's more of a spiritual thing. And so I just tend to follow what I'm allowed to do. And once I'm done it though, like I said, it, it, it really makes people feel good. And then it will last for as long as it lasts. In other words, for some people, it can last a week, two weeks, but they fall back into their same patterns. And so that's why it, that stuff starts to accumulate again unless they're actually doing deeper work to do something about their belief system. You know, they're, they're like, okay, I do not want to keep repeating the same stuff over and over. I want to do something about it. Then that changes and you don't end up carrying that same sort of energy with you. 
So you have to be willing. You have to be ready. You have to be active. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You know what? Here's the thing. We all have to participate in our lives, and either we do it passively or we do it as, I don't want to say aggressively, <laughs> um, <laughs> because it doesn't have to be aggressive. You mm-hmm. just have to have your action in alignment with who you truly are. And most people don't know who they truly are. I had a client who grew up with a stepfather who would tell her, hey, look, you're an artist, but you're never going to make a living as an artist. And he told her several other things, by the way, that mm-hmm. made her feel like she didn't know who she was, what she wanted, and she couldn't trust herself. But he said, you know, you have to be a nurse. And so she gave up her aspirations to be an artist. She became a nurse, among many, many other things. And you know, at midlife, that's something that you're not necessarily willing to give up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you get stuck in that. It's like, I hate what I do for a living. I'm really an artist. I haven't picked up a, anything to draw with or paint with in 30, 40 years. And I work with people to get them. That's not her only issue, but to get them to find who they really are, Yeah, you know, and pick that back up because that's the only way you're happy is by being you. That's yeah. so beautiful. You can't live with those regrets. Those regrets and not being your true self is what turns your body into having disease, you know? Yes. It turns you into a miserable human being. It turns your butt, even if you're eating the most organic plant-based diet that we promote on this podcast, your toxic emotions and not doing what you love will turn against you. And you have, you have to be yourself. You have to be authentic. There's no other way to live. Exactly. I agree with you. And, and it's so funny because people, um, I guess it was what, two or three years ago. Uh, one of the other things that I did do on the side is I worked with a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. Um, actually it's a, a company that puts on nonprofit events, I should say. And, uh, I did their social media for them. And I remember talking, and it was women's cancers, and I remember talking to this one woman who had done everything. Like, she, cancer ran in her family, and she was in her 30s, and she was, um, I don't go to the dry cleaners, I eat organically. I mean, all of the things that you're supposed to do. Right. But she was a stressed out mm-hmm. person. You know, like, hey, I belong to Fort different PTAs. You know? <laughs> uh, I mean, just like this crazy overdrive. And it's like, hey, maybe you want to pay attention to your stress level. Yeah. So is this when the magical rewriting of your story comes in? So that is a fun one. And that is, it's quite <laughs> interesting. Um, because what I do with the magical rewriting is I'll talk to somebody for 10, 15 minutes and I'll kind of get what their main issue is at the moment. And I don't really need for them to go into a lot of detail because I can already see it. Like I I pretty much can tell what's going on with somebody right away. Um, and so what I do is I'll, but I'll take a few notes and I, and I want them to feel and know that what I'm going to address is going to help them with that issue. So Um, so they'll tell me and I'll go, okay. And then what happens is it's, it's not the same process as an energetic deep cleaning. Um, it's a little bit different in that I do call in again. This is, I, and this is way more specific. So 
I definitely call in the whole spirit team and everybody and I'm like, okay, <clears throat> this is the deal. And it's That's another like- one I haven't heard about. Spirit team. Oh, I love yeah. it. It's like spirit cheerleaders, spirit team. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, I, I had I, to say that. <laughs> okay, you know what? Because it makes you think that, right? Well, and you're okay. So, and this is, you know, again, my beliefs, and and there are other people who I've, you know, I've gotten my own information from. Let's just say, but anyways, when it comes to the spirit team, I'm I'm not just describing like your higher self or <clears throat> your spirit guide. I'm talking about that group. You know, the, the group that is your soul group. I'm talking about those peeps too. So, <laughs> oh, they're involved too. They, they are to varying degrees. Wow. And also I have come to find that other light beings that support, um, what I am specifically writing about. If somebody has a lack of clarity, for example, about, what they're supposed to do next, right? Like I have a client who owns a company and he's a long story and I'm going to cut it really short by saying he owns a company and he wants to go in another direction, except he feels completely stuck because he's afraid of what he might leave behind by not having this company anymore and moving into something all by himself. But anyways, when I do rewritings because um, I've done a few for him because you don't, it's not like I rewrite your whole life at once. So what, what we do is when he had a lack of clarity and I'm like, okay, oh, he needs, he needs the, the spirit, God, the spirit beings that hold lanterns and help you with the path. Right. <laughs> and, and they light your way for you. That's what I'm talking about when I mean light beings, because I, again, this is how I see it. So I sit down and I handwrite this out. I handwrite out what comes to me intuitively. It's almost like an intuitive, um, it's a rewrite, but it's like a prescription. It's like, okay, so this is what's going on. This is where this person wants to be. What needs to be rewritten? What is standing in the way of that person achieving what it is that they want? And so I rewrite that. Now, it is not that all of a sudden they wake up and they're like, oh, my God, you know, I, I feel like a whole different person. But they notice it in their interactions with other people. They notice it in what they think about. They'll tend to focus on the things that they want to think about rather than the things that make them, I don't want to say make them feel bad, but that take them off course. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's subtle at times and other times it's not subtle. And it just really depends on the person and it depends on their sensitivity. And it also depends on if I'm working with them too, because if I'm working with you, you're already open, you know, you're not a closed off person. So, but I, it was like, I did a rewrite for this woman recently and it was kind of interesting because she was very closed off, but her reaction or her response to it was pretty amazing. She, you know, she was telling me a couple of days later, she's like, Oh my God, she goes, I was taking yoga and she takes Bikram yoga. Right. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't like to be next to any men. She doesn't want to be, she doesn't really want to be around people, um, that are sweating. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so anyway, so she tells me how she goes, I couldn't believe it. She goes, I'm like at yoga. And this guy, you know, he's rolling his mat next to me. And she goes, I didn't have a problem with it. In fact, I was actually having a conversation with him. And so, you know, as subtle as that is, that was something so out of her comfort zone normally that she felt really comfortable doing. No, that's a big deal. I totally get it. 
All right, Food Heals Nation, if you want your story rewritten, you can find Tracy at tracycrossley.com. Tracy, tell everyone your social media links, how they can find you, stalk you, follow you, etc. <laughs> okay, so basically you can find me, obviously, at tracycrossley.com. And it's Tracy with no E, just so you know. A lot of people like to stick an E in there. So <laughs> I just want to make that clear. But there's and an E in your last name. Yes, and I think that's what throws Why don't you spell it out for us? Okay. It's T-R-A-C-Y-C-R-O-S-S, like in Sam, L-E-Y. Perfect. Dot com. Yes, dot com. And then uh, my Twitter is at Tracy Crossley, all one word. Mm -hmm. And my Facebook is facebook.com backslash transformative coach, all one word. And uh, LinkedIn, I'm Tracy Crossley. And Instagram, I am Tracy L. Crossley. Okay. 13. Um, what other social media is there? <laughs> I don't know. I think we've covered them all. That was a good, that was a good run. Yeah. That's okay. more than most people actually give. So good job, girl. <laughs> I'm used to giving it at this point. Yes. <laughs> Great. Can you leave us with a tweetable that everyone can tweet to you? I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Just a second. I can because I had my marketing person come up with it. So. <laughs> Outsource. Okay, so here are two for you to choose from. Perfect. Okay. The road to overcoming obstacles is not through your head. Hmm, and the okay, and the other one is the key to moving past obstacles is dropping the focus to that emotional place where our intuition lives. Love it. Tweet it to Tracy. <laughs> tweet, tweet. Tracy Crossley, T-R-A-C-Y-C-R-O-S-S-L-E-Y. Tracy, thank you so much for being here. I am so happy to have been here. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, it was such a pleasure. You're, I'm pretty sure you have new two new clients right now. Uh, yeah. Not counting Food Heals Nation listeners. So. Nope. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I love it. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Sign up for our mailing list at foodhealsnation.com and receive a free gift from us. That's right. We have created a brand new guide for you, our Food Heals Nation. Yep. The guide is called Health, Longevity, and Weight Loss Secrets, and it's full of tips, tricks, and secrets collected from some of our favorite guests from the Food Heals podcast. In it, you will learn crazy cool stuff like how to live to 99 with no wrinkles. Susie's grandfather. That's right. How to attract the one. Ooh, how to never get a cavity again. My favorite. Yes, my favorite too. And the real secret to weight loss. Or maybe that's my favorite. They're all my favorites. And, and so, so much, much more. <laughs> so sign up for our newsletter at foodhealsnation.com. We won't spam you, we promise. No, we won't send you too many emails. Trust us, we're too busy for that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so go to foodhealsnation.com to get your free guide, Health, Longevity, and Weight Loss Secrets from the Food Heals Podcast by subscribing today. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet a Kardashian immediately.